Welcome to the World of Windsurf Girls podcast. I'm Hella. And I'm Elena. And in this space, we share literally everything about our pro-athlete lives. We dive deep into feminism, sex, mental health, and all the struggles of being alive. And then they blame it on your vagina. Ah, <laughs> Sometimes you just have to put your dick on a table. So you're breaking up with me because I'm too... Blonde? We're the non-judging breakfast club. None of your bleeping business. Guys, I'm back on the streets and back in the sheets. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Oh, I'm forgetting. <laughs> Jules is waving to the fucking camera. But this is a podcast. Hi, guys. Hello. <laughs> We're in the studio, aka my kitchen, with my best friend from home, Jules. Hello. I feel like we've been talking about th- we wanted to start a podcast yeah originally. we did before well was, even wow was a thing yeah we were like in the planning for a podcast yeah and we we're kind of going for it too we didn't have mm. the professional equipment whatsoever <laughs> we were not willing to know. we were broke high school <laughs> no but students. we were like 18 it was a while no we were even younger than that, i think i feel like at like 17 16 17 when I feel like it just started like everyone's p- yeah, fucking podcast started. Sure. You know, you have a conversation, you're like, we should record this. Yeah. And then remember, and we, how did, we, we did. We did record a few oh ones God, just on that. our phones. And it was the <laughs> audio was horrendous. First of all, the audio was horrible. We were horrible. No, we were. Yeah. Like, I don't even want to listen back to it. I have Ew. secondhand embarrassment. Yeah. I don't want to do it. Yeah. But we always, and th- that's the bottom line, like, we always had good stuff to talk about. And, like, obviously we always do in, like, our personal lives anyways, but I feel like we have good stuff that might benefit other people as well. And that's why we even thought about doing a podcast in the first place. That's true. And that's why I think it's fun that we are today. Yeah, so I thought I was just going to invite you as a guest. I did, you know what I did think about? Like, we talk a lot of shit about people we know. Like, not shit (laughs) as in, like... that shit out. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I was just thinking, like, there's so many stories that connect us. Like, we spent our whole youth together, like literally from the age of like 14 to the age of now like the past six years we've spent almost every single day together like the last year it's kind of like last year has been a bit rocky it's been a bit rough but you know (laughs) since we got out of school it's been a bit difficult because we're both like pursuing our dreams but in general like before that we spent every single day together we used to sleep over at each other's houses like life was good yeah so i do feel like often our conversations gravitate towards like those kind of stories that yeah. we can't really share on a podcast we really can't <laughs> we really shouldn't we really if we want to we get, shan't stay friends with them people yes so we want but we did always like we we know each other the best like we, yeah. nobody knows like each one of us better than the other one yeah so i think that's why when we whenever we like talk about stuff we we like we know what what it is that we can have really good conversations about too. I agree. And then I we agree. end up having really good conversations and we don't record them. I know. And I then know. I'm like, damn, that actually would have been like, not only for shits and giggles for us, but that actually would have been nice to have recorded. Agreed. So I'm, Agreed. I'm happy that we finally are doing it. I know. So fun. I know. It's so good. But before we get into it, because we actually have like a specific topic we do want to talk about. I'm not going to disclose that just, I mean, if you read the title, you'll know. But <laughs> before that, I want to get into like, First of all, introducing you, and then also what we usually do with Hella, we just give updates about our lives, and I feel like oh. that would be really fun. That would be fun. But let's first start off with introducing you. Do you want to introduce yourself? I feel like that would be fun. Um, that would be, well, yeah, I can. I always feel weird about doing this, but I'll, yeah. I'll add some stuff. Yeah. I'll add to it, but um, you go off. So, 
what what should I do like the whole the whole shebang shebang yeah whatever you want to do um well we met let's just give a little wife background story (laughs) (laughs) we met um in 2016 I I think think so yeah 2016 um when we like started ninth grade that was I think so so yeah, we've been in class and best friends ever since. Mm-hmm. And before that, we went to the same school for two years. For though, two years right? before that, did you know me then? Like, I like well, <laughs> we talked about this. I think, um, I I didn't know you. I had never talked to you, but like the school knew you. <laughs> the school, <laughs> like, like Elena was like very. I don't know what it even was. I think you were very active on Instagram when people act like weren't yet. Oh, really? And you you just were very like out, out there. Out there. Maybe yeah. You were very outgoing and you were very loud. So people just people just knew you, I think. See, this is so funny to me because I have a completely different memory of myself from those first two years. Yeah. Like I really thought like I thought of it specific other people that were like the popular ones but also we just talked about this before how like I have people that either really love me or like you really hate me yeah like, there is no you don't attract like like subtle impression like you no don't, yeah because you like everyone likes you everyone like everyone gets along with you like you're sweet you're cool to everyone but with me I either have like really close friends or no. like enemies which I do feel like (laughs) honestly those enemies are not because of something I've done but just like people that like can't deal with your bold energy I think maybe I don't know no I think so because I'm not mean it's not like a bully no no no. like I abuse people or something like I'm not a (laughs) bully whatsoever no no no, not at all but like I don't know I don't get it yeah so you knew about me okay I knew about you but I had never talked to you and so yeah we went to the same school for the first well, two, yeah, for those first two years before we actually met and we spent the last four years in the same class. Yeah, like so, on top of each other. Yeah, <laughs> literally, though. <laughs> and then, bef- well, before that, I was born in Sao Paulo in Brazil. And yes. and then I moved to this to here, to Switzerland, when I was 11. And then I just went to primary school for three years, I think. And then I, yeah, well, we went to high school and then we met two years later. Yeah. So it was, it, yeah. Childhood was a whirlwind of different Your chances. Crazy. But, but um, yeah, that's pretty much like the little catch up of what my life. Well, and then ever since we finished high school, um, I moved. Well, I did a gap year, and then I moved to Amsterdam to study. This is insane. Yeah. And uh, I've been studying there for a year and a half now, and I've been loving it. And which is also partly the reason why we get to see each other so little. little yeah, now. yeah. Because whenever you come home to Switzerland, I'm not, not really here. here, unless I have a break, which doesn't ever happen. <laughs> which you never do. Doesn't really happen because no. our university is like you don't you don't need those mental yeah. health. Nah, never heard about that. So um, yeah, and then I moved there, and we've been like doing long distance marriage friendship ever since it's been difficult it's not been like difficult. we're laughing about it now but we've yeah. been crying we have yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we do regularly let's not sugarcate <laughs> sugarcate sugarcoat this no like no it's hard it's not hard. for everyone it's not for the faint of heart yeah yeah but i like that we all like i just said before like we're in this for the long run like yeah just knowing that this is like a forever friendship just really helps us be like, okay, we're not going to see each other a lot for the next few years, but that's fine because we have yeah. like 50 more to catch I know, up. Literally. So we're good. Like we're in the end, we're going to be sick of each other anyways. Exactly. <laughs> like we're not losing anything now. No. 
And yeah. we both get to do our own shit. And like knowing that whenever we do see each other, it's like. And I'm like so proud changed. of that. Like everybody's dreams are different. So I know a lot of people graduated from our school and went on to studying, which amazing. Love that for you because I'm sure that was your dream. But I feel like your dream has always been to move somewhere else. You didn't mm. specify Amsterdam until quite late, I think. And yeah. study communication sciences or, you know, whatever you want to do, like yeah. media, something like this. And you just went and did it. And yeah. I remember I always wanted to study medicine, but also like do more and like, you know, maybe just travel. And yeah. here I am like doing it, yeah. which I love. So like, I hate that we're apart a lot of the times, but also I, I'm obsessed with the fact that we just did what we always wanted to yeah, do. Yeah, literally. So this is amazing. Yeah. And it's nice to see that like both of our dreams, even though like we're really similar and we like, we have similar goals for the long term, but both of our dreams right now are so different. And we're doing yeah. like the complete opposite from each other. Yeah. Seriously. And I think that's really cool though. I love it. And I love like I feel like we get to live a double personality. <laughs> you know? Because I like kind of get to live through you, like what you're doing, yeah. and you get to live through. Because you know me. my friends from windsurfing. Most of them you haven't met, but like like Hella, she knows about you. She's obsessed with you. You know about her. No, you're obsessed literally. with her. You've been FaceTiming and you haven't ever met in person yeah. which is weird yeah but, yeah so it's like fun that you we get to live this like double life yeah that's like it. polar opposites though yeah one is but, like travel hippie literally like, <laughs> fucking van life athlete escaping reality vibes. escaping reality <laughs> athlete olympics what the fuck and then the other person is just like academic city like metropolitan run away from home, run away from home. <laughs> our aesthetics are just not matching but they are in a way yeah. that yeah who knows i don't know like at least we're sitting here now and able to yeah. we're able to record this podcast yeah that's true yeah well okay so that's a little bit of how i know jules and who jules is um also safe to say that you know like i struggled majority of high school i struggled with an eating disorder quite a severe eating disorder and you're actually literally like besides my parents or my family you are the only person in my life that kind of accompanied me through that time um yeah do we do we want to quickly like talk about this I feel like that leads perfectly into the topic we're going to talk about today yeah how was that for you because it was obviously horrendous for me but I can't even imagine what it would have done to you well well how old how old were we when when that happened I I think it actually started like the year we knew each other 2016 yeah that's when it started it got really bad 2017 though yeah 2017 was like my worst year yeah um well okay so you remember much of that i i do remember okay but no i do i do remember i don't remember how i got to it because i feel like i and that's a thing that we already talked about like multiple times but i feel like i was pretty naive to yeah to like mental like issues and eating disorders up until then I was always and that's something that I think I have to like specify I was always very much like like um how do you say like isolated from these sort of issues thank god in a way Mm -hmm. like I I just I was brought up in a in a family where um I don't know how to say that like but it's very we're like secure and it was safe very and... yeah it was very healthy very secure very yeah. like as you were saying like your but, parents are still to get like you didn't have any childhood and, trauma whatsoever yeah no and then and I I don't know how to say this I was brought up in a very body positive household as well yeah and it just like overall not that my parents were ignorant to the fact that mental disorders are a thing but it's more that I just I was never encountered with any of them even like in my childhood and 
it, it just was never even an, a, a thing. thing. Like, I didn't really even know they existed in a way. Yeah. You know? Like, obviously, you know people aren't doing well and or they're doing better, but you don't... Like, I wasn't aware of the extent of it. don't register what it is. Yeah, yeah. And then I think, like, when... <laughs> and I was, like, bubbled out in a way from this. Yeah. And so I think when that... When the whole... When your eating disorder story happened, I think, um, I, that, that was a shock for me because I had never really dealt with anything similar, ever. Let alone, like to anyone who like meant as much to me as you did back then or like you still do it just I don't know do you know what I'm saying like it it never I never was encountered with it and I never had to deal with it and I never had to like learn like what what do I do when you're I don't know when you're like I don't know like freaking out about a fear food like what do I how do I help you how do I like stand by you how do I like what do I do to help you without intruding in your own like because obviously we're like super close, but there's obviously like some things that like, yeah, Yeah. especially you really dealing with this eating disorder. I think there are some things that you have to really be sensitive to like boundaries and, and just like, like safe bubbles that Mm -hmm. a person builds around them. So I don't know. So when was the, like, when was the point where like, fuck, like there's actually something wrong. And I recognize that this is not, you know, where your naivety kind of stopped where you were like, Oh, like, this is what an eating disorder is. I can see how she's changing or she did this and that's really fucked up. Like, I understand she's mm. sick, you know? Is there a moment where you were like, that you remember that you're like, fuck? Um, oh my God, that's a really good question. I, um, I think, I think, and I'm sure you remember this moment as well. Oh <laughs> I don't know when that was, but eventually I think you were like, in the midst of it though it was pretty bad okay um I remember you were you had like your weekly appointments yeah and it was pretty bad and I remember you left school one day and I was still inside with some friends I think and you left school to go out and I like I hadn't hugged you goodbye or something so uh, after you left, like a few minutes after, a few seconds after you left, I like ran after you to like be funny and be like, okay, bye, I love you, like hug you. And as I hugged you outside, as you were leaving the like school area, I hugged you outside and you fainted in my arms. Oh my God, I remember that. Do you remember? That was grade two, but that was the beginning. Grade four. Oh, grade four. Yeah. yeah. Grade two of, uh, yeah, yeah. Did they have to call the ambulance? Yeah. Oh. you fainted in my <laughs> arms and I, that never happened I'd never like even I don't think I'd ever like seen anyone I actually faint. don't remember this yeah where was it like where on the ground at the Schlesli. oh mm-hmm. and yeah, you, you left to, like, the lay me down yeah, yeah yes okay yeah and that never really happened I think I I understood obviously I saw you lose a lot of weight and like as I kind of saw that but you were never like a really big person in the no, first place so yeah. when you lost weight I didn't it wasn't like clear to me immediately and it was winter as well so I could just like have hoodies and and you did and yeah. like big scarves and stuff so mm. I didn't no one I don't actually think I realized it on your weight or on your body and what it looked like but I think when you fainted, I think that was a sign to me that, like... Oh, my God, I remember that. That, like, like shit's urgent, shit's serious. And yeah. this is a matter of, like, acting right now if you want to... Recover. Recover and, like, get better and, you know, lead a yeah. normal life eventually. So I think when you, like, yeah, when you fainted in my arms, that was, like, 
a wake-up call for me, I think, to, like, really be aware of, like, how urgent the situation really is and how this is not... Because for me, I was filtered out. Like, I was in, like, the little bubble that I was in. For me, it was a bit like, oh, you're just being... At first, obviously, like, it completely changed Mm. um, after this whole story. But in the beginning, for me, it was a bit more like, oh, she's, like... You know, she just wants to like eat a bit healthy, and you always yeah. ate very healthy. So for yeah. me, I was like, I don't know what the issue is. Like, yeah, I always ate a lot of like junk food as well as a child. So for mm. me, I was like, just admiring you for eating so healthy, and I was like, okay, that's really nice. Like, you go, girl, and like you don't eat as many sweets as I do, and that's great. So for me, like it really just hit me like how or like how serious and severe the situation really was when mm. you fainted in my arms, and I was like, this girl does not have the energy to stay awake anymore. Yeah yeah that's when it hit me and that and that was really hard for me to like understand that this is not this is not about like eating healthy or like you know like skipping the sweets one day this is about like a not systematic like yeah. severe condition yeah that could have led to like death I was dying literally like yeah. it's not it always sounds so shit when I like say that but like I was dying like my organs were shutting down I was like not having my period like my reproductive system I to this day don't know if I can have children mm. like I'm like and I haven't gotten it checked out because I'm like actually scared like I don't even want to know because I I, I always say I don't want to have children but I want it to be my choice mm. so in case I don't want them I want it to be my choice to not have them I get that so like I'm always a little bit afraid of that mm. yeah no it is a very serious condition and I don't yeah. think you I don't think you like being in it realize like no. just how no. just how because obviously for you it was a mental thing and like you don't really think about the consequences it'll have on you in like, I still years suffer time. from it today like we just had this conversation today how like my hormones are still messed up mm. and how like I I don't try I stopped tracking calories because tracking calories is what got me into this mess like I tracked calories went lower 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 exercised more and more and more and then you know like that got me into this devil circle I lost a lot of weight and that's where I ended up and I was obsessed with calories so I stopped counting calories but I started again like two or three days ago yeah. And I just had noticed how little I was actually eating for the amount of exercise I was doing. Like, I'm not going to name any numbers, but I was, I'm not eating enough. Mm. And I'm holding on to fat on my body that really doesn't make any sense. Like, I exercise like five hours a day. Also, now as an athlete, I eat like normal portions, which is what I thought. Looking back, obviously, it was not enough. Mm. And I'm holding on to fat that really doesn't make sense. And now it actually does make sense because... My body is so scared that I will go back to that place of malnourishment that not eating enough leads it to like take every single calorie I put in my body um, to like store it into fat straight away. Mm -hmm. So I'm now working on increasing those calories and like making sure I eat enough. So I count calories now to like (laughs) eat a lot more than what I have been. Yeah just to make sure my body and my hormones can recover and this is not about like of course body image wise yes like I suffer with that it's hard but like it's less about what I look like but more like I want my metabolism to be restored I want to be healthy I want to be able to train I want to be able to you know have fun have the energy and I have energy but apparently I've just not been nourishing the way I thought I was you know doing it and it's been four years since I've started or like three years since I started recovering Mm -hmm. um 
and I'm still not where I want to be. And if mm-hmm. I had known that back then, I don't think I would have done it the yeah. way I did it. Yeah. I don't think a lot. I, I think most people don't know. No. Most people don't know the like up to lifelong consequences that this can have. Yeah. And that's really scary. I think that's really scary. I agree. It's really scary yeah. to not think about like what your decisions and what your actions as a you were like 16, not even. You were 15. I think I was 14 when it started. 14 to yeah. 17, so 3 years. Yeah. I don't think like the it's Four. crazy to think that like your decisions and actions back then like can have a lifelong consequence on on your quality yeah, of life. Yeah, you don't you don't think about that at all. No, oh, yeah. You would never because you like it's I think people don't understand that it's like I remember this one point where I was so skinny that I even hated I didn't even like my body anymore like it was not like oh I'm so skinny finally like anorexia is not about being skinny because you will be at a point or not everyone but for me like I was at a point where I was like I looked in the mirror and I was disgusted with what I saw but I couldn't stop like Mm -hmm. I was addicted to not like I wanted to eat and I couldn't. I couldn't put food in my mouth. I couldn't swallow it. Mm. I would like almost throw up from looking at food. Like I would get sick of smelling it. Mm -hmm. I had no hunger, you know? So I knew like if I hadn't fought this disease, it would have led me to just starve. Like Mm. until I was at zero kilograms, like that's where I wanted to be. Mm. You know, like it was, it's, it's really messed up. And I think it's depicted very wrongly in a lot of media. I agree. But enough about that. Like, I'm really, I had, I have one more question yeah. that really, like, I have been thinking about this one, like, since, ever since I recovered. Because I remember being such a different person from what, from what I am now. Like, I couldn't mm-hmm. laugh. I didn't have the energy to laugh. I couldn't, I couldn't do, I couldn't make jokes. Like, I think right now, like, I joke a lot. Like, I feel like I'm quite a, like, a humorous person. I love to joke. I love to have fun. Like, I laugh until my belly hurts. Like, <sighs> a lot you know like and Mm. I I'm goofy and everything but I wasn't any of that because I didn't have the energy like why laugh if you can save that energy right how on earth did you stick with me how did you like how did you not get I was sick of me how did you not get sick of me I don't understand god like genuinely that's a really big question I know but like (laughs) how did you persevere through because I, I must have been a bitch to you as well uh that's really hard to answer but did you see that change do you remember I, I, well, I yeah well of course <laughs> I did um I think that's really hard mm. to answer I think um I think well okay so when you left to Australia oh yeah do you remember that in January of 2018 you left I was Australia. very sick when I left. You were very sick, but you were already not as sick as you once were. Yeah. Uh, so when you left Australia, you were 16. Mm-hmm. You stayed there for a year until end of January. Well, yeah, December 2018. You came back. And I remember that year, we didn't really stay in touch. Remember? I didn't stay in touch with anybody. Yeah, we didn't stay in touch. Even no. though when you left, you were, you obviously, like, you were my best friend. Mm. When you left, you were my best friend. And I remember... Like, you leaving was really hard for me. Same. At the same time, though, I think your time in Australia might have saved our friendship. I agree. I agree. You know? And I don't know what the fuck you did over there. That- <laughs> I feel like this you- is just a year that's blanked out from anybody that I know. 
you now. came back like a very different person hmm. even like with your eating disorder i think i don't know i, I remember healed but i had gained a lot of weight yeah like, a little not a lot actually a little bit of weight and that like i wasn't i was more on like that health and fitness trend which was still like too sick like it wasn't normal yeah but it wasn't like i was about to die and pass out every second yeah i remember you came back very different than you left and i don't know what it is that happened and i don't know i think maybe it might have been you know the year away from everybody and everything that stressed you out over here like obviously your eating disorder also like obviously it's it's a it, it like it also comes from like mental like like also like burdens you know like it it mm. it might have come from like also stress that you had in your daily life or whatever like all the factors yeah. that might have contributed to it might have been different in australia and, and might have like I don't yeah. know, helped you get another perspective or whatever that you was it back i remember different. yeah i remember zooming out and being like there is no way i'm missing out on so many amazing opportunities because even in australia still like I was traveling around and there were so many things I couldn't do because I was not energetic enough. Like I couldn't yeah. go climbing. I couldn't go cer- do certain things in the jungle when I was on that trip. And I remember being like, there is no way in hell I'm missing out on these fucking things because of my food. Like I'm going to look back in 30 years and I'm not going to have like gone down a water slide, a natural water slide in a jungle because I was self-conscious. Like, are you mm. fucking kidding me? Mm. So I think that's where this mindset started. That yeah. switch, yeah. I think. And just getting out of the of the environment that you were in yeah. or that we were in. I think that helped. Because, yeah. Because I'm also convinced and we're very, like, we were always very loved. Mm. But I'm convinced that it wasn't the, the least toxic environment you've ever no. been in. True. You know? So I think I like, like the way you worded that. <laughs> so I think just like overall with, with school, but also with family, family like was it difficult. wasn't wasn't it wasn't it. the best time. It wasn't giving. So I think just getting away from all this stress and going yeah. someplace where you couldn't keep in touch because also time difference is so crazy to Australia. Like if you couldn't keep True. really keep in touch and you were really isolated yeah. for ten months or like eleven months, that was really important, yeah. I think. Yeah. And that might have, or I'm, I'm convinced it changed your perspective on a lot of things in life. And that might have also, I, I'm I'm not saying it healed your your uh, eating disorder. But it was I don't a big think it step. Did. In, it didn't. But um, you came back very different. And you came back very, like, you whereas you left very, um, like, aggravated. Just because you were at a point in your life where you had low energy. Like, you didn't have the energy to deal with other it's, shit. I was like always stressed. Oh my it God. Was yeah, hard. It, was it was hard so to lead a friendship like we're leading today because you just didn't have that kind of energy to to yeah. like deal with my stuff. Like, no. you know, like the reciprocity like wasn't there as much. And you came back with like a lot more to give into the friendship, yeah, I think. I agree. So I think when you came back and we hadn't really seen it or like spoken in like a year, a that year. was crazy. <laughs> and then you came back and I remember it like clicked literally immediately Instantly. like we no picked, time had passed like I, we picked you up from the airport and yeah, it I was cried. like pretty much instant I realized like this is my like this is my person and oh. and I was like I wasn't doubting that 
But the I mean, person you had become through your eating disorder made me question it a little bit. Well, like, it I'm wasn't me. Lie. It wasn't no, exactly. me at all exactly. anymore. Like, it wasn't the me that you started being friends with, right? Yeah. Like, it was a completely different person. And I'm not even... I think, like, the person I started being friends with wasn't even, like, the full you in no, the first place. No, Like, the um, the way I am now no, yeah, is I don't think different I, from what I was a year ago or two years ago. I don't think, like, I experienced the you as you are today, like, six years ago. I don't think I did. No. Obviously, like of you because you it's it's you're the same person but yeah like eating disorders really change you and they yeah. change your personality and you were a completely different person when you left australia and i think okay. when you came back you you were like you were starting on the way to mm-hmm. your real you who you are today true and obviously i always like loved your core but at one point that was really deeply buried <laughs> i'm like this hole better be- get better <laughs> No, but I swear to God, for real. Like I obviously, I always knew that. I always knew that I loved your core, but it was just that a helped. lot of factors that, yeah, no, obviously, and but it was a lot of factors that influenced who you were in yeah. in our friendship, especially mm. that like just made it harder for us to to like be, be as around. close as we are today, yeah. like before Australia, and then you okay. came back, and I remember like 2019 was. A like good one year. Of, one of the one best, of best years, years for us. I think like... But I feel like every year has gotten no, better and it's better. Like, of like, course. But, but from I remember that point... 2019 was like... A good year. Was when we even like reached... Yeah, like best friends... Status. Like the way real, we are now. real, real best friendship. Mm. And 2019 was phenomenal for us. And yeah. then twenty, obviously 2020 hit. And then shit kind of just like got changed <laughs> a bit. And we like graduated. So ever since it's been a bit more... Like it's You're been right. a bit different. 2019, like, was so we were popular at school. 2019. <laughs> That's some like bold statements. Good. <laughs> Tell me it isn't true. You can't lie. Like, let's not be delusional. Here. We're quite popular. Whether it was justified or not, <laughs> that is a different <laughs> conversation. But we're we blindsided. Were, maybe we thought we were popular, but I don't care. Like, we felt popular. Yeah. Like, we had an amazing group of friends around us. We like, did. we 2019 was good. 2019 was we peak. No, it wasn't. It, it wasn't. Like, obviously, it Peak kept getting school. better. Yeah, yeah. But 2019 was like a good development Agreed. year for, Agreed. for our friendship. Because we had to, like, finish our final projects, and we both yeah. did so well. And, yeah, I remember. Like, shit, shit was and going we, right. And we had time to uh, – and that's, like, I think 2019 was the year that – where your mental – where your eating disorder, like, slowly made started. the best improvements. Yeah, I agree. No, I agree. it did – it obviously went slow because – this is not something like this is a process. No, it doesn't happen overnight. That it, like healing doesn't happen overnight. But I think 2019 was the year where you did like the the biggest the, most, the biggest steps. progress, the biggest, the biggest weight gain as well. Yeah. yeah. And so that was really like it, that was a really important year for us. I think. I agree. Well, does that answer your question? I'm not. Yeah. I feel like we did lots of like detours. detours. It's it just it's a really <laughs> in hard general, question. It to, makes sense. Yeah, I I don't honestly I don't think we would be as close as we are today if, if I hadn't, hadn't left. left. No. If I hadn't left, I don't, I don't think. think any of this would have happened. But I want to say one thing that actually a lot of people don't. Oh my god, I feel like people from high school might lose <laughs> to this one. So when you said I made the most progress in 2019, what a lot of people don't know is that I don't know if you know this, but 2019 it was the biggest recovery step, and I gained the most weight because I actually had started eating quite normally again but I fell from anorexia into binge eating and like bulimia so 
it was a really hard transition because you come from a place where like you don't eat at all you're really skinny and the funny thing is like both places are really shit but I'd actually okay this is very controversial don't take this out of context but like I'd rather be <laughs> don't take her advice for anything <laughs> I would rather be anorexic than bulimic or like have binge eating disorder because at least when you have anorexia like you're gonna be skinny which is the ideal beauty standard for this world but when you have binge eating like you've gained weight like you're gonna be you're gonna gain fat which fat is nothing bad I acknowledge that I understand but gaining 25 kilograms in a one year is gonna be hard for anyone mm. no matter the way you twist it and turn it but particularly for someone that's idealized mm. women with thigh gaps abs you know all that shit like still today I struggle to look into the mirror like some days I'm like yes I'm the hottest bitch alive whatever you know but which you are (laughs) but usually Mm. I'm not and this is not like fishing for compliments because compliments don't freaking matter that's what Mm. people don't understand like I don't care if people say that I look good because it doesn't matter I can't feel it I can't see it yeah so 2019 and 2020 was actually the hardest years for me in terms of my eating disorder because binging like if anyone out there struggles with this I am so sorry like also obviously for anorexia but like binging is the hardest thing I had to overcome in my entire life mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. and it's very normal for a person to like go from anorexia to binging because you will recover and then your body's like oh my god there's food available so it'll like overflow you mm-hmm. with hunger hormones so the second you're in front of food or food that's available you will not stop like yeah. it's an out-of-body experience and you will eat to the point where your body is so like your stomach is so stretched and like that is the biggest the most pain I've ever experienced in my life like really? yeah also that kind of throwing like it was horrible mm. horrible and I was home alone quite often because I would live with my dad so like no one was there to stop me or help me and I didn't want that like I was so fucking ashamed of it you know mm. So yeah, like actually the funny thing was when I was my skinniest, I wasn't at my worst. I think my worst was really when I was already weight restored and no one cared anymore. And it was like kind of quote unquote over, but it really wasn't. Yeah. Which makes sense because recovery is the hardest part of an eating Mm. disorder. Even though you think like that being in the midst of it, that's when you struggle the most. And that probably is when your body struggles the most. But your like mental state is, and and I get, I see how like, gaining that weight that like feels illegal to gain when you're (laughs) when you're anorexic like that's just it's really hard and yeah and and wanting to gain that like your body craving that weight gain Mm -hmm. is like puts you in in, like the like dilemma that's just really difficult to deal with yeah like i see that yeah but this whole episode like I love how we dove into my whole story because it's good to but know it, how I feel you like it's important. It's I don't, have really you ever important. have you ever talked about that on the podcast, like no. in depth? Not like we have talked about a little. Like we like everybody knows I was anorexic. We have talked about our body images and stuff, but not like this. Like not mm. about. I feel like it's important. I think it is really important, and it's hard. It's I, really it's hard. Difficult. Like it was more. It, it's harder right now. Like I, I'm like <laughs> twitching around in my chair because yeah, I like are. feel so uncomfortable, like thinking back at that time yeah like it's it was really hard but also I'm really glad to be doing it with you because you were the one person like you were closer to me than my parents at that time like both of my parents even though I'm really really close to them right now like you were that one person that got me through everything and actually this podcast was more and I feel like we should get into that now Mm -hmm. I think 
you are this one person in my life that has an extremely healthy relationship with food. And actually during my whole eating disorder recovery, I feel like I could really take an example off of your way of eating. Because like, let me just... That's really sweet. And that's a yeah. really... That's like, that's really um, good to hear that like me struggling to help you throughout your eating disorder was like just me sort of being who I am around yeah. you wasn't like enough in a way. Yeah. Obviously... Like, you had to overcome stuff on your own. But yeah. where I could help you, like, isn't really what I could have done different. It's just no. what I could have done the same. Or, like, yeah. what I could, like, keep yeah. doing. And that's yeah. really, that's reassuring for me to hear. Because yeah. that means that, like, my little bubble that I I felt kind of bad for being in when, no, when you know, it me. hit you. And when when you were doing really bad, I I, like, kind of, you know, I was kind of upset that, like I couldn't relate like you yeah. know obviously yeah you don't want to be able to relate but I felt I felt a bit, a bit bad out. for yeah. like not for being so naive and like yeah. not knowing how to help you but really like but maybe you couldn't I could have I could have only helped you like by being naive and like by being um like yeah. isolated from all this issue so it's like it's you can't, reassuring to yeah you that. can't help a person that is mentally like I think this goes for any mental illness like I'm not very like I know a little bit about depression, like I don't have it. I know a lot about anxiety and eating disorders, obviously, but you can't help those people in an active way. Mm. Like you literally can't. Like if you had started forcing me to eat or supervising me eating or like made comments about my food, we would not be friends anymore. I would have cut you off. Like you, if you're friends with somebody that has an eating disorder, do not try to like supervise them. Don't make them eat shit. Don't comment on their food behaviors how skinny or not skinny they are or how they gain but don't fucking comment about anything Mm. the best thing at least for my like that's my experience you could do because that shit i had to work on in therapy like you are not a therapist you're not supposed like you were a child you were not supposed to take that on right Mm. so the best thing you can do is just kind of like ignore that part about me love the part that you already love and then just live your life the way you always lived it like by example and don't worry like that person pray and pray which i did every day myself and pray every single day that like you'll recover and that you'll do better and just hope literally though it's like it sounds horrible and i and i wish there's something that we could tell that we could tell people that are like struggling with or like dealing with people who who deal with with eating disorders like give them a guide like step by step i'd love to have had that back then me too (laughs) but like it it just they can only help themselves and it's yeah and they're gonna another thing they're gonna have to reach a low point yeah it sounds really shit but like you're gonna have to hit rock bottom. Yeah. Because unless you, like, I know every single person that survived anorexia and that is actually recovered because that's only actually 20% of every eating disorder um, victim is, can actually recover. So I'm really glad to be part of that 20%. Mm-hmm. It's like 20% dies, which, yes, eating disorders are the highest rate of kind of Teenage, like, right? yeah, of death, of mental illness. Like, mm-hmm. that's, yeah. And then 20% never recovers, 20% recovers and then relapses. There's another 20% that I don't remember what they do. <laughs> and then there's only 20% that like recovers and, you know, and stays recovered. And stays recovered. Yeah. So I'm really making everything, like all my, everything I'm that I can. You. Thank you. To like stay in that. Um, no, but seriously, like you have to reach the rock. And that's not even 
with the weight or like you know it, it's mentally like you have mm. and my rock bottom was when I I don't know if I told you but I think I did when I it was just one night I tried to change the bed sheets and I couldn't because I wasn't strong mm. enough like I couldn't change my you know when you know when you in Australia that was no, no at home oh. yeah 2017 Crazy. you know when you put the sheet... that shit's like di- tiring though like <laughs> When you put the sheet on a mattress, that lost corner. I hate it. No, I hate it. Yeah, you did the three and then you have to struggle for that last corner. Yeah. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Started crying, started screaming. Anyways, rock bottom. Um, But what always helped me was just seeing how you eat. And okay, for the people that listen, this is Jules's eating behavior. So (laughs) she. Don't expose me. I feel like I should. I've been exposed this whole episode, so we're going to expose you a little bit. She is chaotic, erratic, everything you want to be, careless, healthy, unhealthy, junk food, healthy, like vegetarian, then really not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like she will go through all the stages because she just fucking wants to. And I feel like, you know, you'll be eating, like there will be a week where you just eat shit, like shit every day, breakfast, Mm. dinner, like lunch breakfast mm. everything and no. then suddenly you'll be like i'm gonna be fucking healthy and i'm gonna be vegetarian so she'll be vegetarian for three weeks and be kind of healthy-ish i feel like you didn't have that much knowledge that, about food i like, feel like that used to that used to be more like like this sporadic like changes of like food <laughs> yeah that was just like that used that yeah. used to be much more now the you're more balanced. nowadays it's a lot more like it's chaos but like it's it's not as how do you say it? it's not like i go through phases no it's but it's more so that my diet contains like all everything. sorts just of everything just like into like ah yeah i don't know just like intuitive, intuitive like yeah. whatever the fuck i want and what inspired me more it was not what you ate but how you ate like i remember you always eating like with no haste knowing any food that's there is always going to be there like no one's going to take it away from you because you weren't restricting you know like I don't know if you noticed that, but around food, I was always like very tense yeah. internally because my body wanted more, but I wouldn't give it. Yeah. And then it wanted more. And then, you know, I have this internal battle. But I remember how you you were always so calm around it because if you wanted more, you were just going to go and get more. Yeah. And if you didn't want to finish it, you just wouldn't, mm. you know? And that inspired, like always tried to eat as slow or as fast as you, like kind of like adjust to that because it was just really like, it was so calming. Also, you didn't check what I was eating. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there that have not eating disorders, but disordered eating that will... Disordered eating is anything that isn't considered normal. Like, and these days, I would say, like, 80% of the people out there have disordered eating habits. You know, like, you know when you're invited for dinner and then people skip breakfast to save their hunger for dinner or something? How is that not... How is that not considered an eating disorder? Like, part of an eating disorder? Because, like, you're your weight is normal you're not losing or gaining a lot mm. of weight like it doesn't impact your day-to-day it's just like life weird habits it's just weird habits that have to I do see. with like diet industry okay. or people that are like i just don't eat bread or you know like almond moms do you know that trend on tiktok <laughs> <laughs> almond that's moms really- that's really bad though okay if you guys are on tiktok almond moms are the pinnacle of disordered eating they will have like a handful of almonds and then tell her, tell that's her daughter that's a- like a meal. That's like their lunch. And then they'll be like, I've been such a piggy. Like I've eaten like so much. Like I've been such a bad girl. Like 
bloat unloading all of this to their daughters of how like they're so ugly and fat and this and that and no I could never wear shorts like my legs are so fucking ugly you know like mm. and that's like the 90s 80s kind of women trend because they were bombarded with this message mm. and these days we still are but at least there's like the opposite movement of like body positivity and anti-diet and I feel like you were like always sheltered from both of that and I yeah I just also want to ask you like how did you manage to stay so normal also with movement by the way like there's times where you go to the gym really consistently. There's times where, you know, other things get in the way. Mm. You want to move because, you know, it's healthy, but you're not beating yourself up if you don't. You know, mm. like if I miss a gym session, I used to be like so upset. Like that mm. would like cost me a meal yeah, or something. Even these days, like I'm still ups- like not nearly as, mu- as yeah. much. Like I can convince myself to like relax and, you know, it's okay because it is. And nowadays it has a whole different sort of significance in yeah. your life. With yeah, your, because I'm an athlete. Like by, yeah, by <laughs> so I shouldn't fucking skip yeah. the gym sessions. Exactly, no, but, um, well, how do you not, okay, first question, how do you yeah. not get affected by the bodies you see online? How, do you, how are you not like, I want to be like Alexis Wren? Um, or Emily Ratajkowski. Um, I. Oh, that's really hard. You're like bombarding me with difficult questions I'm today. So, I just don't no, get it's good. it. Yeah, it's good. like I'm it's just good. obsessed. I want to know. I'm glad. Teach no. me your ways. You're my rabbi. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. So I'm bowing there. I can't. <laughs> no, I'm not. And um. But you're always so confident with your body, no matter in what stage you are. Like, if you've gained a little bit of weight, if you lost... No, like- I do also go through phases where I I think that I... That I, like, I don't know. That I wish I looked a little different. Mm. But but it's true. Like, those phases do kind of stay within limits. Like, that's yeah. true. Small limits. I think... <laughs> <laughs> Very small. No, I think... Um, Okay, so I think everything sort of boils, boils down to the way that I was raised. I was raised by God bless. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to my mother. No, but God bless. My my parents raised me in, a, in an environment where... Wait, can we... The, the amount of times I've said praying and God bless. We're both not religious. Just... <laughs> yeah. First things first, but yes, continue. Yeah. Um. So... So I was I was raised in a very like very body positive environment, and yeah. we've talked about this multiple yeah. times. I don't know, like I don't know how come. I don't know. I need to ask my parents though, because I need to raise my children the exact same way. Yeah. But I was just raised in a very bo- body positive environment where it was never like my mom has always emphasized like how beautiful my sister and I are, and like obviously like once. No, like, even when we grew up, I think, like, she, I don't know. No, even, like, when we grew up and we were going through our, like, puberty phases of, like, very many body changes, Mm. like, it was always very body positive and she was always very encouraging of what we looked like. Okay, we're back recording. Oh, my God, guys, like, we just, if my voice seems different, (laughs) we just had a little incident. it is. Because it is. I just choked on to my death, drink. Pretty much. <laughs> I, I have been coughing for the past like 
what 10 minutes mm. and I had chest like I think I swallowed like a whole Jules is looking up on how to <laughs> save people from dry, dry drowning <laughs> we're not here to scare everybody <clears throat> your hose is all good I'm back now, now. but that was rough wait <coughs> this is what it sounded like the past like literally 10 minutes yeah <coughs> But I'm so not sure. Are you good? Are you like mm-hmm. good to go? I feel like I'm good to go. Like, you I'm went not- from like dying to like, let's go. <laughs> Stop. Let's go. I was like, come on, ladies, now let's get information. Okay. Um, you were saying about how you like your mom is so body positive, even when you were teenagers and like going through that change. And I think that's really interesting because I feel like most girls, that's when they start developing eating disorders because women are like 13, 14, and that's when they start getting boobs and hips and and curves. And the messed up thing about diet culture is that the beauty standard for women is actually a prepubescent mm. girl. Like mm. being completely hairless, having a flat tummy, being small, petite. Like you're describing a 14-year-old woman, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So a lot of girls have very big problems transitioning into from a girl to a woman. And that's where like all the problems start. But you mm. say that your mom handled that very beautifully. Well, yeah. So I think mm-hmm. it started with my parents like bringing us up in a household that was very body positive and very like open to the changes in our bodies that we would, you know, go through. I'm like still not like fully present in the conversations, but I'll not recover. I'll try to get back into it. Yeah. Um, but I think I don't. I it's hard to say. Like, obviously, I I think I also I was I wasn't ever like super super uh, invested in social media. Obviously, True. obviously, I've always had Instagram. But I uh, I wasn't I wasn't always like super invested in it to an extent that I saw to a point where I saw a lot of different profiles and I saw a lot of different people's bodies. I sort of always uh, my like my mom really like controlled our social exposure media. to social yeah. media, which was annoying back, <laughs> back then. It's like, but nowadays, social media I know, a day. I know. But now, even nowadays, I and we talked about this before. Even nowadays, I find myself like distancing myself from social media mm-hmm. more and more. Um. So obviously, obviously, I, I saw like people's bodies online. Obviously, like there's just some bodies that are so nice where you're like, <clears> damn. <throat> like I, you know, to an extent, like I kind of, I kind of wish like this was a bit different. I kind of wish that was a bit different, but. I I don't know I don't know really know like what it was that I did that like prevented me from like going down that really bad spiral obviously like you sometimes like obviously you like other people's bodies and appearances and I did too for sure but it just never got to a point where I was so invested in social media and in yeah would you say you have an addictive personality what does that mean because I feel like you really don't I think that's like one of the reasons why you didn't go to spiral and I did like I don't think I like an addictive personality is like a person that gets addicted very Uh, easily 
whether it's on social media, on drugs, on alcohol, on, you know, whatever yeah, it may see, be. See, see, okay. <clears throat> this is kind of like yeah. all or nothing type. And yeah. I feel like you're not like that in any area of your life, right? Yeah. Like, versus I'm like that in every area of my life. That's what we were also talking about. I think like, you are more like the bold extremes, whereas I'm like, the moderate middle. Yeah. In a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, I think I don't know. I don't. I don't think I do. But obviously, like obviously, I was at to some at some point in my life, I was like a little bit addicted to Instagram. Like obviously, I think everybody kind of went through that phase, and and still to this point, I'm on my phone more than I want to be. Um, but I, I don't know. I just I was always. I think I was always really good at like differentiating what I see online from what I see in real person, and I don't know like where that comes from. I don't know, but. I just think I was able to like draw that line pretty well and maybe it's from the fact that I wasn't on my phone like you know eight hours a day but I I like my mom really made sure that like to take us away from this like virtual reality and yeah. like take us back to real world and make sure that we'd you know live our lives here um and interact with real people and so I don't know I don't know but I think it's hard to tell but either way like like this combination of factors is like I guess like the reason why I like became who I am today and again that's not to say that I don't like sometimes struggle with like like I did and I talked to you about this I did gain a lot of weight in the last year Mm -hmm. I did and it I think it came with a lot of things I think it came or the last even like two years I think it came with COVID first who was like a big reason for weight gain people but where like every like all the gyms shut down and life was just different you spent mm. you know your days at home every day and you really didn't do much so it came stress through, as well stress as well so it came through covid but it also came through like and then i worked during covid mm. i i worked full time so then it came from you don't really have a lot of like time to like do your sport and and like go out and get your body moving so you, you really like especially with work from home like you stay sat on your desk yeah. all day um, but also from when I moved to Amsterdam, I think it was a lot of change in my life and it was hard to settle. It wasn't hard to settle in Amsterdam. I, I love it there and I've loved it there pretty much from day one, but it's hard to get back into like a healthy routine mm-hmm. of like good movement and good, like healthy eating. So I did gain, I did gain a, like a bit of weight in the last year and a half. Um, and that's obviously like something that I, I feel a bit sometimes like I want to also to just feel a bit better, not even just like appearance mostly, but also just feel a bit better about myself. I want to move my body more and I started doing that now and and I want to just sort of get into like a more like consistent routine. Um, so it's not like I don't struggle with like but at you're all not, like, with what I look super like. Super stressed out. But I'm not, I'm, I don't obsessively focus on that. It's true. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I'm I'm really happy I don't. I'm glad. And you maybe don't. maybe the fact I don't is because I I saw how you know how awful it was for you and maybe. like that. I think that made a bigger impact on me than I think than I realized at the time. Mm. Um. And so whatever like the reason is, I think it's like a mix of all these different factors. But they had a big impact on how I see my body today. And um, I don't know the fact that I can that I'm like I'm really healthy. And I'm, you know, I'm really, like, secure in my 
four own walls of a body mm-hmm. like that it makes me feel really good and I don't like I'm not sick a lot like and and I cherish that like being mm-hmm. older now being 21 and sort of looking back on like 17 year old me and thinking okay like I was never sick like I never had mm-hmm. severe like health issues mm-hmm. and like that's incredible my body is doing that for me and my body did that for me back then and still doing that for me now um and that just makes me feel really grateful for what I got but obviously like obviously I go through like my phases and I yeah. also did back then a little I think of course where you like go through some phases of like oh you know like maybe I'll like be more healthy or more athletic. be more healthy and I'll try to you know eat, eat a bit less of pizza and pasta all the time but I just think it comes in moderation and that's what like my mom also always told us like everything in moderation that was always her motto and it made it really easy for me to intuitively eat what I wanted to having that motto in mind so I don't know so if you have a tip let's say <clears throat> let's say young women listen to this right now out there like 13 14 15 you know, prepubescent or even older people that went through like specific phases. What is there any like tip or something that you want to tell them or like something that you feel like is gonna make your lives better? You know, that's gonna help um, them go down the path of healthy movement, healthy fuel, like eating food, all of that. Mm. Hmm. Um, no pressure though. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, I think. I think we have to be aware that and that's like my big motto in life but the way we like the language we use and the discourse we use like shapes um like shapes the people we we surround ourselves with Mm -hmm. so I think like for future moms and dads and even future like older sisters future best friends future boyfriends girlfriends like I think, or even older brothers, sorry, I'm not, I don't mean to keep, like, exclude anyone, stereotype genders, yeah, yeah. Um, but just, like, I I feel like it's so important for us to be aware of how we talk about this stuff, and how we bring up our children, and bring up our younger siblings, and bring up our younger cousins, and bring up our, or even friends, like, like how we talk to friends, yeah, and how we talk, yeah, I think it's really important that we, that we be aware of how much we have an impact on Mm. what's to come and I think and I'm so grateful that my parents you know brought me up with the attitude that I have today with the like body image that I have today that I that I had like all these years I'm really I'm really I don't know if they like consciously did that or if just that happened or if it just happened naturally but I think it's really important to be aware of like how your discourse has an impact so it's just it's important to talk about it like we are now absolutely important but it's also just as important to to be aware that you know you I don't know you can like change a person's lives by by just being like more body positive and 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 being more accepting and more tolerant and also like not making you there's just some comments that yeah. you don't make. Yeah, you don't I make. Agree. There's there's just some comments you don't make, and yeah. it doesn't matter if you're a mom. It doesn't matter if you're a best friend. There's just some comments you don't make. I agree. And so, and I think people aren't aware of that. People are like take intimacy and close interaction and close relationships way too, like lightly in a way mm. that they're like that they take the 
comfort to say whatever they want because oh like we're best friends like yeah. obviously I can tell you everything mm. but there's just some things like back then where you were struggling I didn't tell you like oh just eat more like oh just eat butter that was yeah. your fear oh food God, for years that. and years butter. and years like, I actually did you know that I just had butter like two days ago for like one of the first times ever oh my god I'm so proud of you thank you <laughs> okay this is ridiculous this is a ridiculous discourse no, but it isn't I know what you're trying to say like but also like negative things like you know how girlfriends are like oh no like you look fat in this like don't fucking say that like no. don't deliberately hurt people like you need to understand that everybody is beautiful and also I think like my biggest advice looking back on everything I've went through like the one thing that kept being confirmed to me over and over is I do not want to lay on my deathbed, look back on my life and think about, oh, I didn't fit into that dress size or mm, I wish I hadn't ate that or I wish mm. I had eaten that. Like what? Like your body is the fucking least interesting thing about you. Like yeah, if there is one thing that doesn't concern me whatsoever about who you are as a person when I meet you is what you look like yeah or like what your body looks like yeah. I do not give a fuck yeah like no I agree oh my I would never not be friends with somebody because of the way their body is shaped or the way mm. it, like what what like or what they eat and what, what they, they eat like yeah. you know how like when even when I fall in love with people or like when I'm attracted to people I don't even have a type like if I would line up the man I've been attracted to, it goes from that bot to like slightly overweight to extremely trained to super skinny. Like, yeah. I don't give a fuck. Like, it's not about what you look like. It's about who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. And it's so cliche and everyone's like, beauty's on the inside, blah, blah, blah. And you think like when you're in a dark spot, you're like, yeah, shut up because beauty is praised. And it's unfortunate. Yes, like society does make beauty a business and like makes it into money and the diet industry is a multi like billion dollar industry mm. you know and they're gonna push for it and they're gonna want to make you feel bad about yourself so you go and buy those diet products that they yeah. promote so they make money but it has like it's not real none of this mm. is none of this fucking matters mm -mm. like we're a blip mm. in the universe we can be so happy we're even alive and oh. you're gonna worry about what you're gonna eat for lunch you're yeah. gonna worry about five more kilos or five kilos less on a scale yeah if you're healthy, if you're able-bodied, like that alone, if you can yeah. walk up the stairs and you can have food because you have food around, you're good. Yeah. That's all you got to worry about. You're good. Like you're done. Yeah. So. And I think people don't realize how much their personality flourishes once they stop focusing on their exterior. I know. Yeah. And I, and I feel like even with you, that's I think that's like, the, that's like the most like memorable things that I noticed about our friendship when you started recovering is that I started realizing like you're like you're hilarious you're a hilarious <laughs> person and I know I always loved you I always loved but you. I wasn't funny I wasn't but ever funny you your personality well personality <laughs> <laughs> your personality like flourished like crazy oh, once once you stopped you. focusing on on like what you looked like and what you were going to eat and 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 our conversation started flourishing and like our closeness and our bond and everything like everything just got better and better and that's what yeah. I'm, that's what I also talked about before I don't think we would have remained friends if you no. hadn't gone to Australia if you hadn't like really changed something just because like our personalities also didn't align because you didn't work on yours right you didn't well, because, have that energy yeah, to 90 percent of yeah. my brain was filled with what am I going to eat what did I yeah. eat what am I not going to eat what how yeah. am I trying to get out of dinner like my brain was filled with thoughts of food, of weight, of exercise. It was mm -hmm. horrendous. Mm -hmm. And to this day, like 
yes, I feel like I'm at the moment, like I'm not very happy with the way I look, but it's not because of that. I feel too fat. Like, first of all, you can't feel fat because it's not an emotion. It's not a feeling. Yeah. First things first. But also I know that my body's not expect. It's not a hundred percent healthy. Like it's not a, like the hormones aren't a hundred percent balanced. My metabolism is not going the way I want it to. So I'm working on that with like supplements and you know actually eating more. Jokes aside, like yeah. you know, different story. But um, yeah, I think if you like to this day, I will say like I'd rather have five kilos more from my ideal weight, whatever that may be. I actually still don't know that. But let's say I have this ideal weight that my body loves to be at and I flourish and I look good and I have abs, whatever. I'd rather be five kilos more and have the in those five kilos, I have more friendships. I have mm. those wine nights. I have mm. pizza for dinner. I can have an Aperol without killing myself over the liquid calories. I can have extra dessert. Like I'll happily take those five kilos with me everywhere I go yeah. to have those memories. Yeah. And five kilos more or less are not going to make you healthier or unhealthier. Like this insane fat phobia that has been happening in this society is killing me. Like five kilos of fat, you're not going to die. You're not Mm -hmm. less healthy. Mm -hmm. You can still be an extremely healthy person and have five kilos more or less. Like you can fluctuate. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. So that's really well said. I know. I totally agree. And that's, yeah, that's where, and I think within these five kilos, that's where, you also give your personality the room to like flourish I agree. and you give your friendships room to flourish and, and you give your, your family like your happiness yeah. like obviously i'm not and that's what we're not we're not like saying that at all that at your ideal weight you can't be happy not at all no but we've like both noticed and even like me with like gaining weight over the past year and a half like obviously i i do also eventually want to like steer a little bit back to you know what what I was like a bit before just because you felt better that's when I felt a bit better yeah but even like when I think about that today I'm like I'm actually so happy today and I'm and I'm and I feel like I can put the energy into all the really important things in my life and I'm I feel I feel good and I feel healthy Mm. and like what's the harm and you know like what's the harm in that if everything else can flourish so nicely I agree so unless you've had like a really difficult past in which I would suggest you go and have professional help, which is what yeah, I've had. That's like, important as well. That's an important one. Like don't try to cure yourself of anorexia or I feel like bulimia. that should be like... That's like a disclaimer in general. Disclaimer. Like, yeah, don't fucking try to deal with this yourself because you're not gonna, you're not gonna be able to. And don't like, just because we've dealt with it doesn't mean that we know how to, like this is very individual and yeah. we're not, we can't offer help. This is our help. experience, Exactly. Um, so first things first, get professional help. They can actually help no matter what you think. I thought they were all idiots, but they actually know what they're doing. And unless you've experienced like an actual eating disorder in the past, like just fucking go and have fun. Don't, don't think about your, your butt. No one cares about your body. Your body is not important. Yeah. If you're able to achieve everything you want to achieve and you're not being held back by your body and you're agile and you know, you can run around with your kids or you've achieved everything you wanted to in your career, then you're where you want to be. Mm. You're exactly at the point you want. Five kilos more, I don't, who who the fuck cares? Yeah, literally. You're sexy as hell. We love you. <laughs> you look great. Go yeah. and tell that to yourself in a mirror. And I know it's hard because I feel the same. Like I don't yeah. go and tell myself I love myself in a mirror every day. There are some days where I'm like, yep, I'm a boss bitch. I look incredible. Everyone that's ever been with me should be fucking happy they were. Yeah. 
And I want to feel like that every day because it's mm. the truth and it's the truth for you and it's the truth for everybody else. And that's it. And and be as like, and I think that's important. That kind of goes into what I was saying before. Mm. Be as gentle to other, no, to your own body as you are to other people. Yeah. You know, like we're, and that goes into like what I was saying before about the whole, like be mindful of how you talk to others and be mindful of like, little comments have can have a big impact yeah regardless of what you may think like you may think yeah. you're just joking or maybe like a little bit tipsy and just like say something in the in the moment your words can have a large impact and they can have years and years and years of impact like that 100%. shit cannot that shit can can stay for a while yeah so be mindful of your language and how you speak to others and yourself and also yourself though i'm working on that's the biggest thing i have to work on myself like and and also like how you speak to yourself can can influence how other people speak to themselves like yeah. just or about you because you send out that energy yeah and even if you have to gaslight yourself into talking like you can lie to yourself fake it till you make it baby yeah that's my motto yeah. of life like fucking fake it fake that you're confident fake that you love yourself fake that you love certain things about you and it's gonna happen like your body can actually, and your mind can actually not distinguish between visualization and real life. Like that has been proven scientifically. So if you just pretend that your reflection is the hottest shit ever, which news flash it is, you're going to believe it one day. Oh. Not in the beginning. You'll feel ridiculous in the beginning, but just pretend. Mm. That's what I'm going to do from that. Like I've been working on, like the way I've ripped myself apart when I look in a mirror, it's not fun. So I've decided to like start doing and like diligently doing that. Is that one of your news resolutions? Yeah, like twenty twenty three, babes. I'm it's self love all the way. I love if that. If I'm fifty kilos heavier or lighter, I don't give a fuck. Like I love that. My body's done so much for me, yeah. and I it's gone through Especially so many Especially being stages. an athlete now, yeah. like your body carries it you in and out like, of the water. Every there's day. shit I can do crazy. underwater. Like that that's not crazy. even normal. Like how crazy. am I still criticizing my body? Yeah. For this incredible stuff I'm doing every day as my job are you kidding me like and mm. I'm still I I have the audacity <laughs> to criticize a little bit of cellulite a little bit of fat here a little bit of fat there when I'm on the water for four hours like cranking out six sessions like going to the gym I'm like what I need to shut the fuck up yeah so yeah our bodies carry us through life yeah it's crazy yeah and that's all and also like that's all they do all they do is carry what's inside Mm. they're just sacks of meat and bone it sounds disgusting that's a pretty picture (laughs) yeah you're a sack of meat and bone and what really matters is what's inside because once you're dead your body's still here but what's made you you is going to be gone right Mm. so that's what really matters i think okay we're getting really philosophical here we really are yeah i'm sorry Mm. but in general I've survived my coughing attack, which is really great. <laughs> Thank you, body. I love you. <laughs> exactly. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, like it didn't let me dry drown. How cool is that? <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm we'll g- see you in six or 12 hours if the symptoms... Oh, my God. <laughs> my God, actually. Thank God Jules is oh. here to like oversee my health because otherwise I'd be like probably dead. But... In general, thank you so much for coming on. Like, I really enjoyed it. So we've been sitting me. here for like two hours. I don't know how long we've talked, but it's been yeah. a while. It's also been really good conversations. I'm really I feel glad. Like, so this is a conversation you and I haven't had yet. Yeah. I feel like we've said a lot of things that we need to We have to sporadically, but I don't think we ever, yeah, like sat down. condensed them down mm. into something. And I'm really glad we did. And I'm really glad we recorded this because it was a good conversation. And it was okay. fun to talk about. And it was also something that, like, 
has made me think a bit and will make me think about yeah the things we talked about today it was good yeah. reflect good to reflect on as well agreed all right everyone have a good day or night or morning wherever you are yeah. we love you and we love you very much we'll see you soon bye guys bye